Good morning. Today is May 5th. Uh, it's, uh, so far, I uh, walked outside. It's a beautiful day. Um, this is episode 25 of the Sounds of Stonebridge podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Neil Schwartz, and I'm joined today by Gene uh, Franco. Gene, how are you this morning? Good morning. I'm doing great. Did my water aerobics this morning in the pool. By the way, Barry walked the oval this morning and said there were a lot fewer people. That does not surprise why. me. Yeah. Uh, number one, I think now that people are playing golf, I think they feel like they're getting enough exercise in golf. And number mm -hmm. two, I, I think people are starting to get a little complacent about a number of things and uh, starting to see it. And we're also joined by Don Gould. Donnie, how are you this morning? Well, I'm fine and happy 25th, Neil, because you're the guy behind the idea and you do all the work. So happy 25th. Well, sober, you know, or sober is, is that sober? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so. been a little bit of a labor of love, and it's been a little bit of also good for my own uh, mental health to be able to uh, get to talking about what's going on and, and kind of vent in some ways, um, although I've tried to keep my venting down to a minimum. Gene, um, you know, when we were talking before, you had a couple, you had something that you had mentioned that you were reading. So, um, so Neil, um, I think it would be good for us today to talk a little bit about what we're doing, whether we're, we're watching things or we're reading. And, you know, I think reading in itself is a challenge these days to pay attention to stuff. You know, like I, I actually had not like read a book cover to cover in a long time. And it takes a while to get something to pique my interest. But I have a couple of things I've been reading. And actually, there's a theme to these that um, I'm doing just for Donnie today. And the theme is New York media. Okay, so this is like a trivia, Donnie. Okay. So first of all, so first of all, you know, you go on YouTube and sometimes things pop up on your feed and you have no idea where they came from. So what popped up on my feed the other day was Desi Arnaz. And remember him? Lucy, you know. And he oh, was yeah. um he was on the Johnny Carson show in 1976 and he was talking about a book he had just written, a memoir called Are you ready for this? A book. <laughs> it talked oh. all about <laughs> all about how he came from Cuba. To Miami with his family and then he went up to New York and he was a band leader and do you know he introduced the conga to to the U.S. and there was a nightclub owner in the 1930s that was so impressed with that he renamed his club La Conga so that was like so Desi Arnaz so that's like a, that's like a New York City meet Donnie did you ever go there in the 1930s? <laughs> La Conga. Well, no, not quite there <laughs> but but I did I was a big uh, uh, I love Lucy fan, and, and the thing that I took from it was, Lucy, you got some splaining to do. <laughs> and also, whenever I meet a psychiatrist, yep. it always comes out PC Keatrist. <laughs> Keatrist, yeah. I love it. All right, Donnie, that was book number one. Book number two, I am reading a, a book, although it's, it's hard for me to um, have my attention. It's called Attention, a love story. And it's by a woman named Casey Schwartz who is the daughter of somebody named Jonathan Schwartz. Oh, yeah. Donnie, remember who familiar. Jonathan Schwartz Jonathan was? was one of the great DJs of all time on WNEWFM. Mm -hmm. wow. and, he, and he also um, really loved the Great American Songbook. And actually, Frank Sinatra once said, you know more about me than I do. And, and he now actually, he was on Sirius for a while, and he's now actually on a... Um, uh, an internet channel called the Jonathan Station. And he plays, you know, all kinds of great stuff. He used to do live shows 
on Saturdays and Sundays and has a, a lot of stuff. So that's that's media number two. Let me media, just say about Jonathan please, Schwartz please. That, that if you got the chance, the opportunity, the great opportunity to listen to the guy back in the 60s, late 60s, he would he would talk to you and evoke memories, especially of being at a camp during the summer. And the things that you, and you may have forgotten some of these things you did. He was talking about rafter ball one day. When it rained and you were at camp, summer camp, you would be in your bunk. Bunk. And you would take a Spalding ball. And the only thing you could do was either read comic books or do rafter ball. And you would throw the ball up and see how many times it would hit the top of the rafter before it came down. Jonathan Schwartz was just a genius at, at communicating. Yeah, and he's and he's still communicating. He still does the show. And by the way, I think he's one of the greatest baseball fans of all time. Oh, he, yeah, he loves. And, you know, he uh, on, on opening what would have been opening day this year, he did a baseball themed show. So you know, he's absolutely loving it. I think the man's a genius. But that's Justin, uh, obviously, you can't see us while we're doing this. We can see each other. But I was just standing up looking for something. I actually have one of those original Spalding. Uh, uh, rubber balls that you used to play like rafter ball with and mm -hmm. used to play all sorts of other games. Um, I, I have been known on occasion to throw it against the wall here in my ah, office. Ah, very cool. All right, I have one more, one more media theme. Okay, so um, on, on Facebook and YouTube these days, I am uh, rediscovering a, a New York City media star, Bill Boggs. Oh, Bill Boggs, Channel 5. Channel 5. I think he did like live at noon or something. Yeah. So have you seen him at all? He lives in Palm Beach and he and his, I guess his wife or significant other, Lady Jane, are doing some absolutely hysterical videos. A couple of weeks ago, they did Lady Jane for the first time uses her kitchen to make a chicken. <laughs> And they were, they went, it was a three-part thing about how she got the chicken and whatever. And then she opened her, her, um, she opened her uh, oven and, you know, she had never opened it before. And she used to, you know, keep things in there. And it reminded me of the late, great Lola Gold Weinstein, who once told me that she kept her summer Louis Vuittons in her, in her oven. But by the way, that's now Mark Cohn's house. So Mark, check your oven out, see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I, I remember <laughs> we were over there one day for dinner and she showed us she showed us that she was not a cook yes yeah okay so one more thing donnie so he's doing and this this is for you think about this he's doing on youtube he's got his own youtube channel and he is doing a daily video called trapped live and the other day he interviewed bobby rydell i mean oh. what's not wonderful about that right i gotta say i mean for those new yorkers who might remember him what a, a great personality he was always happy he was well i say was he's yeah. my age yeah. and he's still working apparently and i'm yeah. sitting here vegetating so dude this is it and, and one more thing he has a new book coming out are you ready it's called the adventures of spike the wonder dog as told to bill boggs <laughs> <laughs> And it's coming out in two weeks, and Spike's pop culture fame and the A-list crowd he mingles with in Manhattan can be fatally dangerous. I am so looking forward to that. That'll be it's, my next one. It's nice to know that people are, uh, are still working, and people that I remember still working, and I don't know, Gene, you're young, much younger, and maybe you don't remember Bill Boggs. Where, where did you I do remember up? Bill Boggs. Where I watched him. 
I grew up in I grew up in in Maplewood, New Jersey, and I used to watch ah. him in the seventies and you oh, as well area. in the eighties, absolutely in the nineties. Yep. So, yeah. what will be my book number four, Donnie? Will it be yours? Well, actually, I am coming out with a, a series of essays, and I'm serious about this. Really? They'll be uh, published on April, or rather August first, but. I'm doing the publishing, but we'll see. It. I, I actually did get somebody who was interested in publishing it as a book, but we'll have to see what happens. And it's political. I think everybody knows who's listening to this that it has to be political because uh, that's what I do now. I'm trying mm -hmm. to save. I'm trying to be the single-handed person who saves America because when I was in Vietnam, I was not able to do that. God knows we need saving. Looking forward to it. You know, Don, you started talking a little bit about New York radio. And, uh, you know, I think if any one city, you know, has a number of legacy radio stations, I remember, even though I grew up in Philadelphia, I used to have like a radio and I used to try to listen to the stations out of New York and other places. And I used to listen to uh, obviously WABC, WNBC, uh, WPLJ, uh, WNEW, though, um, when it comes to legacy rock and roll stations, is really at the top of the food chain. I don't know what they're doing now Number in one. terms of progress. Number one, Scott Muni. Uh, uh, Allison Steele. Allison Steele, the, the Night Pete Bird. Pete Jonathan Fortetel. Short, Pete Fortetel. Yep. Uh, yep. Well, who am I missing? Uh, uh, Roscoe. Do you Vince remember Roscoe? Do you remember Roscoe? Roscoe? Yes, Roscoe. I remember Roscoe. Roscoe had the seven to to uh, 10 or 17 or 11 shift. And that's when all the, the college kids were listening to him at that time. I remember I was actually one night I was tuning in and, and listening and I was still in high school and um, they played Bruce Springsteen um, from his first album from the uh, um, Greetings from Asbury Park. And the song Spirit in the Night is on that album. Now he didn't write that. I don't think he wrote that song. I think it was written by um, the guy, the man for man guy or whatever it was. But I, I heard that song. I said, wow, what a great song. And then from then on, I, I've been a fan of uh, Bruce Springsteen. I'm a fan of others, but also a fan of Bruce Springsteen. That was uh, the first freeform FM radio station that got into the album playing. And, and uh, it was just great for, for those of us who had that sort of intellect in the late sixties. It was, it was a wonderful Yes, I have, we have moved away from the rock pop of ABC and uh, WMGM. Well, I'm, I'm dating myself there, but uh, oh, you got great stations out in Los Angeles, KLOS. There was a legacy station in St. Louis that I cannot remember that they call that it's the life of me. Um, that was really uh, Philadelphia also had one WMMR. WMMR John DeBella. I love John DeBella. Well, how did you hear that? Me, I went to yeah. I went to college in Pennsylvania, oh, in Allentown, okay. Pennsylvania. All right. so because I otherwise, you know, the the AM stations and, and we did not have internet in those days. Really? Yep. No, Don, we didn't have internet <laughs> in those days, and so it was hard. And I'm surprised that Neil knows about those Los Angeles stations. I actually uh, went to Syracuse, um, and I was a double major in communications and marketing. And as part of communications, you know, we learned a lot about radio and theory and all that other stuff that some stuff which i've never used before but i have always been kind of one of those guys that has really been a radio guy up until the point where radio has become almost something of the past 
Uh, I listen now to Spotify and, you know, a number of the other uh, more curated uh, radio stations and things like that. I have to tell you that uh, one of the great things in my life was being a disc jockey for seven years. And I, and I, you know, it was when it died. I, I think maybe I killed it, but to be able to, to, to get on the air and to talk into music and talk out of music, and yeah. it's not done anymore, but <clears throat> this is Don Gold, Keeper of the Gold, playing the moldy older ones, the golden goodest fuel. Got stacks and stacks of wax and wax. The blue sounds, soul sounds, having in the mustard to go sounds. The uptight, out of sight, overnight hits to blow your wit to bits while you eat your grits. So unwind and then sublime with the watermelon rind and listen up, down, and inside out to the sounds that make you pout, shout, and sing out for the sauerkraut. Now, I, I messed it up. You, you, you rock, man. You still once, rock. Once a day, I would do that somewhere. You're the geeter with the heater. Name that. Yeah. Who was that? Remember? No. Jerry Blavitt. He was a oh, Philadelphia Jerry guy. From Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Or, Joey yeah, Reynolds Jer was a Philadelphia Jer guy who went Jerry, to New York. Jer Jerry Blavitt was on TV. That's why we knew him. He used to do bandstand stuff. So mm -hmm. that's how we knew him. Yeah, I love talking about some of these old radio guys. I know you were also friendly with, uh, weren't you friendly with Dan, Dan Ingram? Dan Ingram. Dan, Dan, Ingram. Was, oh. Dan Ingram was the best DJ ever. And, and if you go on the internet and you look up Dan Ingram, they say more or less the same thing. Now, Dan was on ABC. He was one of the original great things with Cousin Brucie oh, and, yes. and Scott Dan Mooney. Ingram. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Harry Harrison. They had, they just absolutely blew out the rest of the stations back. And they were the Beatles station. And yes. When I uh, got on on the national board of AFTRA and actually the New York local board uh, on the board of directors, Dan Ingram befriended me. He was so easy to, and Dan Ingram was the reason why so many of us got into the DJ business because we listened to him and said, oh, I want to do that. And Dan treated me like an equal. I was nowhere near his equal. I mean, Dan Ingram was a, he's a legend and unfortunately passed away, but we were, he was one of my best friends. Oh, that's great. And, and, uh, and he would, he was just the same way off the air as he was on the greatest sense of humor. I have to tell you one thing he did once, uh, Bernadette Castro, Castro convertibles was, uh, spending a lot of money on ABC as for, for her commercial buy. And Dan Ingram once, finished a, a commercial for Castro Convertibles saying, and now Castro Convertibles um, being sold at a fraction of their original cost. <laughs> and then he said, 12 elevenths, <laughs> which is more than, a, it's a fraction, but it's more. He gets called into the office the next day and Bernadette Castro is there. And Dan is saying to himself, getting fired. That's it. She spent so much money here, I'm getting fired. She introduced herself to him and said, keep doing it. It's one of the funniest things I ever heard. Oh, and that's so, great. That's great, Don. You know, it is it's kind of fun. I mean, I think, you know, we all come from different places. Um, you know, there's a lot of Chicago people here, New York, um, some folks also from Detroit. I'm from Philadelphia. It's kind of interesting, though, to go on YouTube sometime and look up some of those DJs and some of those stations that you used to listen to and, and, and listen to some of the, uh, the old, you know, shows and tapes. And I, I personally, I, I do that every once in a while. Um, there are a couple of DJs 
that uh, I do remember. Hey, um, also, if you were on the Facebook, um, the Stonebridge Facebook forum yesterday, aside, of course, from clicking there to listen to the sounds of Stonebridge, there were a number of pictures about our new outdoor pro shop. I don't know if anyone had a chance to go up there yet. Uh, Jeff and his staff have done a wonderful job of bringing the pro shop from the inside to the outside. And uh, they've put together a whole plan, social distancing. They ask that you wear a mask when you come up. They'll give you gloves if you don't have them. Um, they've also got a real good plan for sanitizing any of the clothing that you buy that you may that you might wear and bring back because it doesn't fit well or you just don't like it. So, um, you know, I would suggest everybody get up there and, and check that out. Donnie, I'm going yes. up. I need some new shirts, dude. So I'm going up. That's all because I haven't played. I don't really need any. You know, also it, brand right. new. Well, also, don't forget, if you were in LGA or MGA, um, they added uh, money to your uh, credit book in the form of a gift certificate rather than your gift. Um, I'm not sure the exact amount. Somebody said $70. Somebody said 50 I wasn't quite sure what it is. I guess I should have asked. But, you know, we've all got some money. If you, if you were in LGA or MGA, we've got some money in our accounts. So now. tomorrow, Gene, tell us who we have on tomorrow. So tomorrow we have a, a longtime friend of mine, Bryn Harlock, and she is in Pennsylvania and she is an addiction counselor. And her clients right now are nurses who are on the front line of the COVID epidemic. And she'll talk about what's on their minds and how they deal with the stress and, and what they think about the world right now. Yeah, people use the word war. They throw it around frequently. I mean, a football player throws it around. It's going to be a war out there. No, that's really not a war. What they're, what these people on the front lines, uh, doctors, nurses, healthcare workers, and, and what you forget about are the, the people, the janitors, the people that have to clean up and sanitize everything, and, and the people who are delivering packages, the FedEx. I mean, you know, these are the people that really are the true heroes and are fighting this war for all of us. Uh, also, Thursday, we have uh, Eric from Shanghai back on with Len Hornstein. And don't forget about Financial Friday with Ken Nemery. Um, he's got some great tips. Um, also, if there's something that you would like to ask, don't hesitate to send in an email to the sounds of, Sto um, excuse me, soundsofstonebridge at gmail.com. Uh, again, soundsofstonebridge, all one word, at gmail.com. Don't forget about, of course, Stonebridge to go at 561-886-6708. Somebody came up with an interesting idea yesterday. I'm part of this new technical committee, and they talked about being able to email and or text in your um, orders, which I think is a great idea. Don't forget, again, to tune into us on the Stonebridge Facebook site. Um, you can also get some of the old episodes. Um, I've got a couple of topics that I wanted to talk about today that we didn't get to, but that's okay. Donnie, what's all the plan? You playing golf today? No. Walking as I get out of here, swimming, writing my book. I got lots of, and eating, eating. Eating, yeah, there's been a lot yeah, of that. Good. Gene, how about you? What are you doing today? I got some work calls, and uh, Barry and I are going to uh, venture out to Publix and see what we can forage. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot. I'll give you a little tip if you want, although now yeah. I'm giving everybody. There's actually a Publix down 441 in a slightly lower income neighborhood um, over south of, um, not south of Hillsboro, but I think it's right south of like Cumberland Farms, right before you get to the Wawa mm -hmm. on the west side of the street there. Mm -hmm. 
that Publix is incredibly well stocked. Wow. Two people I sent, yeah, two people sent me, told, went down there and told me it's incredible how much better stocked that Publix is than a lot of the ones that are up here. So Good whatever. Tip. Thank you. Hey, thanks everybody for being on. We'll uh, see you tomorrow with uh, Bryn Harlock. Did I get that right? Yes. Okay, great. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.